Hello and welcome back to Singly Mistaken. It is Ross here and I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I hope you are feeling sexy, confident, good and you're just feeling energized. You're feeling spiritual hopefully today because we're going to dive into some real mixed things. Now, you all know that I love to talk fucking shit on relationships. You know I love to bag individuals, especially men because those fucking assholes. But I do like to get into the idea of why relationships and dating and sex can be really complicated and difficult. And something that I don't talk about often is love. Oh, I know. Because I am someone where I've said in the past, like, romantic love is something I really struggle with. And it's something that I am learning to understand a lot more. And I think this episode, I really want to go into a lot of different areas on soulmates and the idea of that. And then go into true love as well. Because I've done a lot of learning about this for myself because to be honest I fucking struggled in all my relationships you guys know I haven't fucking talked highly I guess of all my relationships I have nothing against any of my exes but I've always struggled with finding a good romantic connection with people and I think that's something a lot of people struggle with like let's be fucking honest most people are fucking assholes and dicks and we like go in these continuous cycles and we're just like fuck we can't find anyone and I am a firm believer and I will state this as well that we are not made to be monogamous. We choose that as humans. And that's why I think this is a really interesting flip side of opinion to some of the previous episodes I've released. Now, I guess the idea of soulmates is very different for everyone, as is love. But I think you often look at soulmates, right? That you meet someone and you lock eyes with them and you're like, I love you. And you like don't know anything about them. You don't know the name. You don't know their social security number, what their credit card details are and it's like you just think that this person's gonna be the one for you right it's very unrealistic and I think if you're referring to the idea of people in terms of soulmates and meeting someone really briefly and having such an instant connection go to episode motherfucking four listen to the instant spark because it's a completely different thing I will touch a little bit on that later if you stick around because I think this will be quite a good episode but a lot of the time we do, we will mistake instant attraction or what we call the spark as something that this person is more ideal for us. But again, episode four, I go into that in depth. Now, if we're talking about soulmates, there are three different elements that I think are really important to touch on. There is the psychology answer. There is the math realism answer. And then my favorite I want to get into last is the psychic spiritual side. Now, I have had a psychic experience and I'm going to tell you what they said on the romantic soulmate side. And then we're also going to talk a little bit more onto the true love and I guess a little bit of a mix. So psychology really does state, when you look into it, that soulmates can exist, I guess, to the perception of what people want because it's about learning someone out, about someone else, finding someone that can grow with us, someone that has a basic understanding and a common ground of communication. So it's that point, and I've mentioned this, I believe, in the last episode, on how we communicate with each other. If we don't have communication, a relationship basically fails. It is very hard if you don't have that understanding. So finding a soulmate sometimes is about beginning with that friendship and growing with it. As you grow with each other, you are able to build the idea of a soulmate because it's that point on going, okay, well, I understand you, we care for each other, we love each other, but that is something that can be built in time. It doesn't necessarily happen straight away, like we hear and we see on movies with soulmates, or, you know, we can get told by people, or if we're looking at astrology in that sense, you know, we don't necessarily always just find this perfect instant connection. So I think it's important to realize that as a first go. Like, 
we can learn and grow to love a partner as long as we're both willing and able and we want to find someone that we truly want to be with. And I think that comes down to whether you're both looking for a long-term relationship, right? Now, if you're looking at soulmates on a math, like math realism answer, imagine how many people you look at in the street, right? You lock eyes, you might smile to that stranger and you think, oh, they're a bit cute, they're attractive. Or we do think, I guess, the idea that, you know, we see on media in that sense is that people, you know, you lock eyes and it is, it's that instant attraction and you just fall in love. But that is unrealistic. It is, like, come on, like, come on. When has anyone ever said, I just saw them and they knew they were the one. Like, I've heard that at one person's wedding and I'm like, this is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. I'm like... It's just that you know it was just dramatized for the story, and I'm just like, mm. but you go to the wedding anyway because that's where the free food and alcohol is. But it's that point of you were connecting eyes with people every single day of your life. Do you genuinely believe that you will see someone and meet them, and that's it? Like that instant love at first sight. This is my soulmate, the person I'm meant to be with. No, because you haven't talked to them. You don't know their name. You don't know their credit card details, their social security number. You don't have any of the important details you really need from them. And I think that is really important to think about. You know, it's great in theory. If life was like that, things would be a lot better and easier in the world. But realistically, the amount of people we meet every single day of the lives, how many times have we met someone, had a relationship, even had some kind of chemistry with someone without really knowing much details? Unless maybe it's like a one night stand and you met them in the club. Just saying, I'm just saying. Now, the psychic prediction. I am, and I will just disclaim, I'm quite a spiritual person. I am really open-minded, so... I went to this in a time where I wasn't in the best place of my life. I took it with a grain of salt because I, as much as I don't not believe in the side of things, I also don't want to fully believe in it because I think we've got to keep open-minded in terms of perception of the world. I think it's important to look at things from different avenues. So I went into the psychic. She told me a bunch of stuff. Some shit, to be honest, really fucking scarily accurate, like no possible way she could have known that. And other things were just complete crock of shit. I'm not going to lie. So you've got to read between the lines a little bit. And I guess it's, I don't know, it just depends. It depends on the person I guess you go to. I think some people are more spiritual and connected to this than others. But the point she told me on Soulmates. Good old Sharon, if you're out there. Thank you so much. But she did make a really good point on Soulmates. The first thing is she said that I had many Soulmates. And I was like, slut. Because that's all I could think about. She's like, oh, you have so many Soulmates. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, is this bitch trying to say that I'm a slut and like some big ass hoe? I was like, don't blame her, but still. And it was that point that she said, you know, the way that I personally, as me as a person, is I have many soulmates because a soulmate is not necessarily defined to a romantic relationship. And that is something I do believe in. I think you can meet people, whether they are your closest and best friends, your family, you know, some people that sometimes you might just meet and you have a really good connection and you could see them years and years later and it's, you know, and you just run into each other. And it, there's that emotional energy connection that we have with each other. And that's what I think, and honestly, to my perspective, is what a soulmate is, is someone you have that connection with energy. You just understand each other and get each other. And apparently, for the type of person I am, I just do that with people. I can connect with them. I think probably because I just fucking listen, to be honest. And, like, I will help people. And I will never, like, fucking judge someone for who they are. But... That isn't an idea of a soulmate, as it can be someone you just have a really genuine connection with. But she did say, Ross, you have a romantic soulmate. And I'm like, oh my God. And like the weird thing was she was describing my ex 
at the time and how our about our relationship. Sorry, my ex at the time, but my sorry, my partner at the time. Now our relationship wasn't really working out and these really odd specifics about it. I was just like, what the fuck? And then she was decided to go into my, what my soulmate was and what the, they looked like and what they did and where they lived. And it was just fucking weird. Cause like, I'll tell you, I'm going to get a little bit embarrassing and tell you what she said. But it was like, this person has, you know, like dark brown hair. They have gorgeous eyes and beautiful smile and the eyes and the smiles, what draws you to them. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> And then, like, you know, they have, like, like darker tan skin. She's like, and she's like, they're from, she's like, they're from, she's like, New York. She's like, well, like, the family and, like, this person lives just outside of New York, but still in New York. And they come travel over to Australia to meet you. And, like, it, it was just, like, all these, like, oh, what was the other weird specifics? Oh, like, this person, you know, they, they like, this was the weirdest bit. They, they are fit, but they're not, like, really, like, super fit like in terms of look but they love fitness and like exercise and they do their own specific like things and they love being outdoors and like traveling but yeah they're not like some person like with like like this amazing perfect sculpted body but they have a good body and i was just like what the fuck does that even mean i'm like this bitch I was like does she just like fucking pop a zanny and we're like oh come on in you know but it is funny because it's like these very specific details on this person that apparently and allegedly because i've looked back at my notes i meant to meet this year right and i think it's a very interesting one because i'm someone where i heard this and i'm like it all sounds great in theory that i'm going to meet this absolutely apparently beautiful person that i'm going to marry and have a child with at some point in our lives and we're going to go to new york which is my favorite place in the world and everything's just going to be so perfect because, again, on the soulmate point, as great as that sounds, and whether that happens or not, time will tell, you know, I just don't think it's something we should necessarily rely and put our faith in. And I think soulmates in terms of connective energy is true. I just don't know if the psychic energy is always accurate in that sense. So it is funny. I think when you look at some of these types of things, it's like, and you get these specifics, you kind of have to laugh and you have to roll with it because it's a bit of fun. But... I am someone where, yes, I do believe there is someone out there potentially for me if I'm willing to accept that and if I'm willing to be understanding towards love and I'm wanting that, you know, and I think it is. You should never lower your standards. I always tell that to everyone, set your start, uh, like your standards and your bar and don't lower it because every time you lower it, you just don't really feel great about yourself. But there's also that point you've got to be open-minded because do you really know what love is or what a soulmate is or what do you want from a soulmate, you know? Because an instant connection, and all three of these things, it's about that instant connection. That is what it's always about. And although we can find instant attraction and sparks with people, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to find someone attractive in personality or look, and they're suddenly going to be perfect for us. Like, it just doesn't really add up. So soulmates, I think, aren't always necessarily the people you're meant to be with forever. Those can be, I do really think, they can be those individuals you just connect with in your life. And you have that strong emotional bond. Like, I have many people in my life, some people I still don't even talk to now. Like, or for example, Mr. Sexy Doctor Man. Someone that you just have that really good connection with and you can talk to and you understand each other. And that is just a relationship. There's just sometimes those people you meet and those certain energies just connect. And we just can sort of explain it, but we can't. But I guess that makes me want to get into the next point, which is what I want to call, like, sexy soulmates because i think when people also go okay well true love and finding someone again there's that instant connection now there is this book it's called the autonomy of love 
A Natural History of Mating, Marriage, and Why We Stray. And pretty much it breaks down three really distinct stages of, I guess, love as a concept, right? Which I think also this kind of relates into soulmates and why we feel this need or attraction to people we meet sometimes and we believe into it a bit more. But it comes down to three things. Lust, attraction, and attachment. And it goes in that order. Now, pretty much, we always say it's chemistry, but it literally is chemistry. Look at me being a motherfucking scientist over here. So... The idea, I guess, you get lust first, right? The idea of, you know, it's pure sexual hormone. It's the craving for sex. It's literally, that is all it is. Because, and how I'm going to put this down, I guess, into a real basic term is, it's like when you do go and have a one night stand or you meet someone at the bar and they're attractive and you go home and you fuck them and that's it. You know, it's like this person clearly isn't your soulmate, but there is that point of attraction there. And you go, oh, this is someone, oh my God, we just get along and it's laughter. But this person's just being what you want them to be and you're being who you want, who they want you to be, I guess, in a sense. You know, it's not genuine. So it's that point you do, you have that sexual attraction and that is just your sexual hormones. You know, we are made to have sex. We are made to procreate if that's what you choose to. But sex is a really common thing. I talk about this in previous episodes, like, fucking we're not shy around here. Then you get into the point of number two, which is attraction. Now, this is influenced a lot by lust as a first point, but it's also by the psychological factors in our life. Now, it can be that point of appeal in someone's features. It can be, you know, a comedy is one of the biggest things that actually attracts people. Someone that makes you laugh and smile really big. And we do, we get dopamine from this. So we do have that sense of feeling happy. It's the same feeling that they say. Dopamine's when you're taking a line of coke and you're storing that up your nostrils. That's the same thing as attraction. It is the same type of feeling you'll get. So take your pick, dick, pussy, line of coke. Just weigh it up. I'm just saying, there's options. But it's also that point that attraction can also come from things from trauma. It can come from that point of things we've experienced in our past that you know can be traumatic and we try and draw that in like humans are very prone to doing that you know we look for the things that we know aren't good for us and we continue the cycle which we're going to get into and number three is the attachment phase so attachment is a really interesting one because it's a bit more with oxy oxytocin i think it is oxytocin i'm so bad i'm not i didn't i was not good at science i'm just saying now this is kind of that i guess your hormones that are prone to promote bonding with someone you know positive social behavior you know to sustain connection over time even in that point to you know parenthood that is a lot within this from my research anyway but it's that point that we get that attachment element because we get to know someone and the chemical balance within us when we do when we've got through this lust and attraction phase attachment is the next thing along and that is kind of I guess the state when you look at it that is kind of a good stage of how a soulmate could create if you get to that attachment stage that is a really positive thing but not everyone's going to get there and I think that's why like soulmates are a bit of a loose concept because it's not exactly something that's defined by science it's not something that's defined by spirituality it's not defined by fact and reality because we can determine, and I guess this is the conclusion of my scientific study, we can determine what a soulmate is, what we want it to be. 
And like for me, trust me, all my friends give me shit about this. Every single person that I've dated seriously, I've been like, I think they're the one. I've always fucking said that. And it drives me insane because I can't deny it. I do say it. And I'll admit it on the podcast as well. I've always met someone going, oh, they're just perfect. Because I condolude myself into this. And it's, I think, what I need to get into with our next thing, which is going to be the stages of true love. But we do. It's that point that we often find this really like the good bits and we fall into that emotional attraction and that lust and attraction phase as well as the instance but there's all these factors that we do and we in our minds we actually tell ourselves and like provide to ourselves that this is the right person for us when it may not be and I think that's the point on why I want to get to move past soulmate and move on to the point of true love because I think true love is more easier to get than a soulmate because a soulmate it's flippy floppy, it's wishy washy, it's litty, and it's not litty titty. But it's that point, it's a bit flazada. So it's true love. Let's talk about this. As I've said, I'm someone where I've always been skeptical about true love. The people that I have fallen in love with never have been perfect. And then it made me really think about something this year. You know, I see a lot of my friends that struggle in relationships, um, people that I mentor and look after and, you know, help they are people that they all struggle with themselves as well as sometimes partners and dating. And the thing I guess that you have to look at when it comes down to these things is what do you define as love, right? Like for me, I think love is defined by morals. It is defined by the things that are important to me. So I think that as long as someone aligns to that, that is a really good point of finding love. And love is something you create. It's a very hard thing to go, oh, this is what, you know, we know what we look for in a partner. And then how do you create love from that? Do you have that connection? So love. Now there is a fantastic book that I have read and I really highly recommend anyone that I guess is questioning about the idea of finding love. There is a really fantastic book. It is called You Only Fall in Love Three Times, The Secret Search for Our Twin Flame. It is by Kate Rose. It is a really fantastic novel. Um, I almost forgot the name of it, so I had to quickly like, because it was uh, was on my notes and I think I deleted by accident. And then I'm going to reference what she says in this book, because I think it is really factual. And I think it makes sense, because like when you actually hear and listen to these things, a lot of the time you will probably be able to identify yourself to one of these things. Now... I'm going to go into it. So pretty much it's like the thing she really states is we don't always necessarily learn the lessons we need to. And we can repeat these specific like phases, phrases, no phases. Oh my God. I'm so dumb. I'm like reading my notes. I'm like, can't even do it properly. We can repeat these specific phases. So we do this until we are able to find our final step, which is called the twin flame. Now, Pretty much according to Rose, love is a journey of self-discovery. And every relationship we have in our lives teaches us something. And I agree to that. I have said that many times on the podcast. So it's that point that every time we have a relationship, we learn something about ourselves and what will make us happy. And, you know, it's that point that we can identify what we do and don't want in a relationship. And the only way we're ever going to know that is by dating, is by getting into relationships. We could be, and whether that is short-term or long-term, We don't know what we want until we experience it with other people. Trust me when I say, when I've looked at my exes, you know, every single time I've gone for someone completely different. And every time I have learned something about myself, you know, one of my very first long-term relationship, I learned, you know, I need to be, you know, someone where I do things that I want to do. And I need to focus a bit more on myself and, you know, pushing myself outside my comfort zone and not just 
keeping comfortable. You know, even my most recent ex as well. It's that point that in that relationship, I learned I know what I want from a relationship and it is important for me to not focus my energy onto someone else and that I can't fix everyone, you know. And this is where I think it's really interesting because the first, you know, your first love out of the three is the soulmate. So the soulmate is the person that introduces us to the dream and idea of true love. But I guess it's also one that it will always seem like it's going to be your happily ever after. But it was never meant to last forever. So it's that point, I guess, ongoing. We felt that because this is the first person we've loved, someone that's taught us how to love, to understand it. It's challenging because although it's always someone we dream and we think we're going to be with, there's always something that just doesn't work out. Or it's too early. And again, it's that point on emotional self-discovery. This could be someone that you've met in high school. It could be your first long-term relationship. It could be, you know, someone that you've just had a very intense relationship with. Someone that you've just learned and like found that true meaning of this is what I feel love should be like. Then you get on to, and this is the most consuming one, the karmic love. So this is someone that we often question you know, we often fail to question whether it should work. Because as painful as it is to accept, this is kind of the love that felt so right in the beginning, but it's just all wrong. And it's often that time when we go, this is someone I love them and I know that there's all these issues. It's going to be the one you bitch to your friends about. The one that you kind of like, you're trying to convince yourself, yes, this will work and yes, this will be good for me. But you know it's not deep down. Like there is that point, it just doesn't, fully feel realized or your friends are telling you this is not the right person for you trust me i've been there any of my friends listening to this i'll be like when to fucking know who you're talking about but it's that point that you will always question and want to make this work because you feel that intense love for them and it's always going to be rocky it's always going to be challenging and this is the love that you do it's so easy to repeat this one because we love fucking torturing ourselves as humans but we don't we shouldn't you know and they do say these first two cycles, so the soulmate, so the person who introduces us to love, and then the karmic love, the person who we want to make it work with, even though we know we shouldn't, those are often the two steps we repeat over and over again. A lot of the time that karmic love is the one that we go back to, because it's the one that helps us learn and teach our lessons. But our final one, the twin flame. So the twin flame is someone that comes into our life and we don't even know it's love, often because it's too easy. It's someone that we're not really expecting to find either. And it is the person that often helps us accept ourselves just based on who we are. They don't judge us. They don't question us. They, you know, you don't feel the need to be someone that you're not. You just are you and they love you for that. And it's a hard love to accept because it kind of, ha- it's you've kind of accepted it without knowing. <laughs> That's like this that hard thing it's like they know what they want and you know what you want and it just works and it's someone again that you grow with that understands you that is going to be there and support you and that is a hard thing to find and I think that's why you need to go through those lessons and again going through that soulmate and learning how to love and then going through that idea of karmic love to go okay yeah I need to fuck myself up and put myself through misery and shit times to learn what is going to make me happy? And they are, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to repeat these cycles. Some people are lucky because like, and that's one thing that I think they talk about in the article and in the book is you see pictures like, you know, of like grandparents and they are just together and they've been together for like 60 years and they're like holding hands and they're just so in love. I think people can be lucky and just find that person. But it's that point that 
times were different. We live in a far more complex world at the moment. So it is very easy to change on what we define as love, change on what we want constantly. And we need someone that figures out that balance. You know, for me, I do genuinely think, and it's funny, like I, or I said it at the start, you know, you'll probably be able to identify at least one person to one of these things. Like for me personally, I know who the soulmate was, the person that taught me how to love. And that was the very first person I ever said that I truly loved them and I was in love with them. And it was, it was one of those relationships that seemed really happy, but deep down, it was never what I truly wanted. And then you get to that point on going to the karmic love, which yeah, again, I said, we know if you don't know who this is, you might want to listen to a few previous episodes. And this is someone that, I know, I do, and I still, I will always care about this person. And that's the thing I think we need to realize. Just because you know you love this person, leaving them doesn't mean that you don't love them, right? It doesn't mean that you don't care about them anymore, that the love ever stops. You can still love someone and know they're not good for you because that is life. There's many times we get into these relationships and we go, okay, I love this person so much and I feel so guilty leaving them, but I am miserable or this is not working for me. And you can still love and care about them and let them go. And it's like, time heals all wounds. But it's true. It does. And like for me, the karmic love is, you know, probably my last ex. It's that point on someone that I knew wasn't right for me. But there was just something about them that I just loved. And to be fair, although it wasn't the, you know, absolute perfect relationship, they were the person that taught me so much about myself. And I think that karmic love is really important because it's someone that helped educate me and go, okay, I I know where I can be better in a relationship. I know what I want from someone for my next relationship if I choose to have that. And someone that really goes, okay, well, I, you make me feel comfortable about myself and you've learned to make me love me for me. And you've been that stepping stone for me to go, okay, I am ready to find that twin flame if I choose to look for it and if I choose to have a relationship in the future. And I think the idea of, that twin flame being that soulmate person, I guess, to an extent, and being someone that precisely accepts you for you is out there. But I think we need to understand as humans and as people, relationships are challenging. Love is very hard to find. And it's that point, like even a friend asked me recently, like, are my standards too high? Just am I never going to find someone? No, I think there is a point where standards can go beyond expectation. And that's why we've got to set a reasonable balance of what is important to me morally, what is important to me in terms of who this person is. Because if you can find someone that can tick off those really simple boxes, then the rest doesn't matter. The rest you can compromise with, you can work with, as long as you've got your non-negotiables and they can meet with those. It's that point that we can truly find our soulmate and we can find someone we do want to be with. And I think it's so important, especially in today's society, don't just waste time trying to find someone for the sake of it, right? Because I think a lot of the time people just go, oh, I just need someone or I just want someone for sex. But deep down, people that look for relationships, they want love. They want validation. And it is okay, as much as I hate to say this, it is okay to want someone. <laughs> Not that I'm like that, but I get it. It is okay to want someone. You know, it is okay to want to feel loved because I think we all want to experience that through life. And I think everyone, you listening to this right now, you deserve that. But it's about taking that time and learning that just like life, love is a journey as well. And every hardship and relationship you go through 
is always going to teach you something. Yeah, you might have to go through that fucking cycle a couple of times and get a fucking few karmic loves that are just not that great for you. But remember and tell yourself, no matter what it is, whether you are you know, divorced, being broken up with, you're currently in a relationship, you're single, you're looking, you're not looking, regardless of where you are on this journey, that is okay. You don't have to have a partner, but if you choose to, that's okay too. But just realize and understand, and love and relationships are such a big thing. You know, I've talked about many different aspects of it in the more recent episodes as well, you know. Like, I have talked about how we've got to embrace breakups and things we should do. You know, how sometimes sexuality can even struggle us. How, fuck, you know, the instant spark. You know, how we can have just fucking dumb bitch feels about our partners. You know, how we can be feeling a certain type of way. But we can't always let that get to us. You know, don't let the shit times get you down. If anything, they should fucking pick you back up. And if you want any more consultation on this, fucking message me. Whatever your scenario is, I will have some advice for it. Trust and believe. I think it's really important to not only learn to love others, but learn to love your motherfucking self. Because at the end of the day, that is what love comes down to. Understanding you, knowing you, loving you. Because as soon as you can do that, then you're on your way to your twin flame, baby. You know what you want. You're not here to fuck around. You're ready to get the fucking dick and pussy, put it in your mouth, put it in your wherever, or on your whatever, and you're ready to go and find someone to be with for your life. So, what are your thoughts? What do you guys think about the idea of love and the stages? I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I want you to fucking message me, DM me on Instagram, at singlymistaken, send us a little fucking email, hello, at rossmissonstudios.com, or if you don't want to send an email because we live in the fucking 21st century, go onto our Instagram, click our link tree, the first little link at the top. You can submit a completely anonymous question, thought, review, hate, whatever you want to send over. Because I think it's important. I want to hear from you guys. Or comment on Instagram. Send us something. I want to know what you guys think and what stage you may have felt with love. We are struggling in one of these stages. Whether you believe in soulmates, I think that's a really interesting one. Or if you've gone a fucking psychic, please send me your story because, or I'd love to have you on the show because I fucking love that shit. I just think it's really interesting. And I guess your thoughts on that. But guys, have a week to learn to love yourself, to sit back and reflect. One of the notes that they recently, you know, that I recently read is, if you've recently come out of a relationship, and I think this is a really interesting thing because it adapts into this and it goes into some of our previous episodes, you should write down what you do every day if it's a good thing or a toxic thing. Because, and this is just my little life note, because they say, if you're writing down every time you check your like ex's like, Instagram and story, you should write it down. If you're like having a day where you don't even like go past, like, you know, think about it or check up on them or anything like that, write it down. Because there's days that you can go look back in this journal and go, oh my God, I was real fucking toxic this day. But this day I was actually really good. And overall I'm being more toxic than good. And that's something that you actually realize and you self-develop. Or every time, another good one is fucking have like a jar or a fucking something or something you can put, I don't know, get some buttons. I don't fucking know what you guys keep around your houses. Every time you check your Instagram's story or your ex's Instagram story, put up something in there, put a button in the white button. I don't know. You guys know me. I make a lot of shit up, but I am very excited to hear your thoughts on this. What was your favorite part? Let us know. But guys, keep open to love. Keep checking up on yourselves. And again, realize love and life is a motherfucking journey. And we're here for the ride. Next week, we'll talk about something a little bit fun, a little bit different. Um, And I cannot wait to catch up with you guys very soon. Um, I love you so much. 
I think you're amazing. I think you're great. I'm ready to like fucking shut this shit down, plan it around. But we're going to finish up. I'm going to see you guys in the next fucking week. Go suck a fucking dirk, eat some fucking pussy. I'm sorry, that was real bad. <laughs> and I will catch you guys in the next episode of Singly Mistaken. Happy motherfucking days. <laughs>